I'm Mindy Hancock, counselor, coach, and podcast host, and welcome to the Mindy Mission Podcast. This podcast is a space for type A women like you to connect, grow, and walk away with tangible tips on how to rock your full-time job and side hustle like a boss. Let's jump right on in. Today's episode is sponsored by Oola Lather. Oola Lather was started by a new mom in need of some self-care time. As someone who always struggled with sensitive skin, Heather created a line of all natural and vegan products. Each product is made with simple, clean ingredients, great for all ages. So be good to yourself and the planet. Candles, gift sets, bath bombs, botanical bath soaks, and sugar scrubs are all available at oolalather.com. That's O-O-H-L-A-L-A-T-H-E-R.com. And use the promo code FIRST10 in all caps for 10% off your first order. Hello, and welcome to Training Tuesday. And today we're talking about imposter syndrome. And... I am so excited to talk to you guys about this because it's something that I feel like is so prevalent and so common, okay? So now that we are all here and ready to chat about this, I've already asked before I hit record if you guys um, have ever felt like an imposter, maybe in your online business or if you're in network marketing or maybe you have something that you really want to do. It's this dream on your heart and you want so badly to do it. But every time you start to really think about it, you're like, who am I? Who am I to do this? Who's going to pay me to do for this service? Who's going to pay me to make this product for them? Who is going to pay me for this? Who's going to read my book? Who's going to read my blog? Who's going to listen to my podcast, right? I know I have felt this way more than one time. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone and that this is normal to feel this way. But, and I'm not, and I would really like to tell you that this is going to go away, that you can make this go away, but I don't believe that you can really make this like, should I be doing this? Who am I to do this? Is everybody going to think that I'm crazy? Um, Are people not going to buy from me? Are people not going to really get what I'm putting down? You know what I mean? So um, I'm... I hate to tell you, it's probably not going to completely go away, but you can learn how to move through that and learn what imposter syndrome really is, okay? So first and foremost, if you have any like things that you want to add about imposter syndrome, always drop them in the comments. If you have any questions, please ask me questions. I don't want this to be just some, you know, I, there are times and places for, you know, me or other coaches or leaders or whatever to come on and just spit some stuff at you and basically, you know, just preach up here, you know, preach on my Facebook live here. But 
I really, really love it whenever it's an interactive experience. Okay. So comment, let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if you're like, yes, I feel this. I understand. Um, this is exactly what I'm feeling. Let me know. Okay. So imposter syndrome, I'm going to give you the actual definition. Okay. Imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that a person, I'm sorry, that persist despite evident success. Okay. So these are feelings. So what did you hear? You heard that the, that imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings. So the first thing that I hear and that the word that I really want to highlight and point out to you is the word feelings. It is not a collection of truth, okay? It's a collection of feelings. So just because we feel some way does not automatically make it truth, okay? We know that we have that negative self-talk. We know we have ta we've talked about mindset a million times in here, um, and I can talk about it all day long, but it's a collection of feelings. It's not a collection of truth, okay? So let that sink in for a second. So I'm going to read that again to you. It's a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. So it's a collection of feelings that we are inadequate, even though we may or may not, we have seen success or we've seen a little bit of success or a taste of something. Maybe you, you joined the network marketing company and you had a really good run the first couple of months, man, you were hitting it. Like people were, people were buying your product and people were signing up like nobody's business. And now you're at that lull, you're in that little bit of a kind of like a, a valley right now. And even though we've had a little bit of that success and we have felt it and we know what that feels like, we start to think, I don't know if I can do this. Okay. So here is a question. Um, let me, one second, Tori, I'm going to get back to that. We'll read it and then I'll get back to that. So um, it can be, so it's a feeling of that success or that evident success, that imposter, that what makes us feel like, okay, so we had some success, but is it inadequate? Am I inadequate? Can I continue this? Okay. It's also imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence. So what that means is, am I able, able to do this? A, I don't know if I can. And B, what if other people think that I'm a fraud? What if, if other people don't believe in me? What if I don't have value to offer? Or what if people don't see that I have value to offer? So those feelings, again, that are not truth, but they're feelings that override the success or the proof. Maybe it's the proof of, um, proof of your work, proof of your value, proof of what you have going on proof of your product, it, it overrides those feelings. It over the feelings override what you already can see. Okay. So I'm going to go to the questions real quick. So how do you define success? This is from Tori. How do you find success? Or if you haven't taken that jump yet, 
How can you get yourself to believe you will be successful? Number one, success is whatever you believe for yourself. When I say success, I don't necessarily mean like the money and all the things. Um, I feel like success is a very personal thing. So success to me may be different for you. So success to me may be, you know, that I have a full roster of clients and I have, you know, let's say I, I, I don't know, like it, it, there's just so many factors to what success can mean for every person. So success is kind of something that is up to you. You define your own success. So what does that look like? Can your success change and grow? Absolutely. Can you say like right now, it would be a success to me if I had this, if this, if this happened in my business. And then when that does, maybe your success, your definition of success changes. Okay. So that's okay. I feel like success is a personal thing. I think that you define your own success. You I, if we are looking at others and saying that when I get to that person, you know, to that level, then I will be successful. We will always, always, always feel like we're coming up short. Okay. Just like, just for example, if I'm wanting to lose weight, if I say I will be happy when I get to a size zero, when I get to a size zero, I'm more than likely not going to be happy because I was not happy at the size eight. Okay. So I have to decide that my success is not, I have to really define my own success, not looking at, okay, when I get to the level of Susie, when I am to the level of Susie, I will be successful and I can deem myself successful when I write that book and I am a New York times bestseller and I am like as big as Rachel Hollis, then I will be a success. And I don't, I think that we have to be careful with that because that gets us into this comparisonitis. That's where we get into the imposter syndrome, all of those things. So understanding and identifying what is success to you um, and allowing yourself to sit with that. Really decide for you what makes sense, okay? Because it doesn't have to be this big, extravagant, elaborate thing. Goals and dreams are great, but maybe success and in your business right now, maybe you work better on short-term goals. But if we're comparing our, our future success to someone else's success, we're never, ever going to actually feel as though we have reached that, if that makes sense. Number two, you asked, how can you get yourself to believe you will be successful? It's mindset what is holding you back? Why do you feel like you're not going to be successful? If you already have this, like this underlying limiting belief that I don't know if I can be successful, what if I fail? You're already going to start kind of, you're going to start with one foot still in the door. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're trying to, to, to make that leap, you're trying to, to, to make that jump, but you're not quite all in because you don't 100% believe in yourself. It's like, you're like, you're coming out, but then you leave one foot in the door and you're still trying to make it somewhere. You can't make it anywhere unless you bring both feet forward. So it's really grounding in and believing in who you are and the value that you have and what you have to offer. Okay. And that goes along with, you know, it, have you ever doubted your value, your, your potential or your abilities? Absolutely. An imposter as an imposter syndrome 
you know, person who I have definitely felt these feelings and it goes along with what you just asked about how can you get yourself to believe you will be successful? When we are in that state of being doubtful of our, you know, abilities and value and, um, our potential, we aren't confident in who we are and what we have to offer. And a lot of times that leads to comparisonitis, at least to imposter syndrome. So what I highly, highly, highly suggest is really trying to ground into who I am, what I want to do and why, and having a clear vision. Okay. That clear vision of if I'm wanting to do, let's say I'm wanting to write the book or whatever it is, it's the dream of my heart. Why? What's my vision? Who am I wanting to serve? What kind of impact am I wanting to make? Okay. And when we are sitting in that, hello, Vanessa. Hello, Josie. When we're sitting in that imposter syndrome, it's so easy to feel that others might think that we're not good enough, that we're, a, that we're a fraud, or that we don't know what we're doing. And sometimes we think that about ourselves. There are times that we might think, I don't know what I'm doing. And you've heard that term, fake it till you make it. I don't really 100% believe in that term, fake it till you make it, because I agree in messy action. I agree that messy action is better than no action. I agree that, well, first of all, I'm the queen of messy action. I've taken a lot of messy action in my time and have, has my messy action always worked? No. But has it led me to that next step? Yes. Has it always been easy? No. Has I, have I went up and down in my imposter syndrome comparisonitis? Yes. However, when I am clear on my vision and my mission and what I want to do on this planet and how I want to serve and how I want to impact and how I want to show up for people like you that are here listening right now, then it helps me know that I have value and I'm not an imposter because I'm here and you're listening to me talk about what it feels like to be an imposter and how to get out of that and understand that these are a collection of feelings. They are not a collection of truth. Okay. So it's very apparent that imposter syndrome is real, but it not, isn't necessarily reality. Okay. Again, it's a collection of feelings. It's not a collection of truth or reality. When we are experiencing imposter syndrome, it's simply because we are doing something we have never done before. Okay. I'm going to say that again. When we are starting something new, when we have a dream on our heart, when we are starting the business, we sign up for that network marketing company, we do something different. We're taking a leap. We're trying something new. We're starting a new job. We're going in another direction, whatever that looks like. We experience imposter syndrome a lot of the time because we, this is a new, this is uncharted territory. It's something that we've never done. So if it's something that you've done over and over and over, like I am, a, I was a teacher before I was a counselor and I know that 
I can go into the classroom today and I know that I could teach a group of kindergartners or first graders. I mean, I don't know about anything. I don't know about fifth grade, sixth grade. I can be a counselor to them, but I know that I can be a teacher. I don't feel like an imposter in there because it's not new to me. Okay. Now, every new level, there is a new devil. Okay. So every new level, every new thing that you do, every new thing that you reach requires a different version of you. Okay. So the person that you are right now and the person that you want to be, they are two different people. Okay. May, not meaning that one is bad, worse than the other, but what it means is that every time you, you start something or you do something, you create something, you start the business, you, you know, reach that level or you change something, you become a different, like I am not the same person I was when I started my business two years ago. I am not the same coach. I've done a lot of my own work. I've done a lot of inner healing. I've done a lot of um, work on myself. I've done a lot of work on my business. I've done a lot of trial and error. I've done a lot of things that have not worked. But every single time that I moved up, it required a different version of me. And it required a part of me that I was scared because I didn't know, I didn't know her yet. I didn't know that next version of me. And so I felt like an imposter because it's something that I had not done before. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example because, you know, I like examples. And let's say I decide to start training to do a figure competition. You know, like the girls who get up in the bikinis, they've got these like shredded bodies, fake tan, and they're like up there and they're doing a figure competition. I have zero background in these. And obviously it would be a lot of work and it would be a really long process. And it's natural to feel those thoughts of what am I even doing? What are others gonna think of me? I'm sure everyone thinks I'm gonna fail. Maybe I will fail. Maybe I should just quit. Who am I to be a figure competitor? Side note, I do not want to be a figure competitor and never want to be a figure competitor. But if I were going to start that journey, it would be a new journey for me. The person at the other end of that is not going to be the same person who is standing here, who is sitting here right now, because it's going to require work and dedication and commitment and discipline that I have not done yet, that I'm going to have to learn in this process and in this journey for me to become that person. Okay. Another example I'm going to give you, if you guys have any questions or if anything's resonating with you, just drop it in the comments. I would love to know. This is another example, and this is a personal example for me, okay? So I started my coaching business, like, you, like I told you earlier, two years ago. Um, I, I launched this Facebook, Facebook community two years ago, um, and it was called The Busy Babe at that point, and... I launched a free, or not a free, I launched my first paid course. It was called Finding Comfort in the Chaos. And I had some of the most amazing women who decided to join me for that first paid program. Um, first of all, it was a process for me to receive money in that way 
that people were paying me for me to guide them through this journey of finding comfort in the chaos of their life. Okay. So one night I had a complete panic attack. And when I say it was a panic attack, it was something completely unrelated to my business, unrelated to that program, unrelated to anything that had to do with the Mindy mission, the program, anything. But after having the panic, the panic attack, my imposter syndrome set in so hard that I was ready to give up. Like I was ready to give all of the money back to the women who had signed up and I was ready to throw in the towel and say, this is not for me. And I said, I was, I mean, I was really ready to do that. Okay. Um, I thought if I'm having a panic attack, I'm crying, I'm overwhelmed. I feel chaotic and I feel like I'm losing my mind right now. How can I teach others how to find common balance? Okay. I felt like a fraud. I did. I sat on the couch and I cried and I yelled and I was like, I'm done. Why am I doing this? This is obviously not for me. I am a fraud. I am an imposter. I'm having a panic attack and I'm supposed to go and help these women tomorrow on our next call and help them find common balance. I can't do this. It's time for me to give their money back, right? But luckily I have my husband and, um, my coach at the time helped me through that experience and helped me see that it's okay that I'm not perfect. It's okay that I am on a journey. And so are my clients. Okay. The cool thing is, is that what I have learned through this process is that I'm generally going through something before my clients go through it um, so that I can better understand support and hold space for them at that time that they do go through it. But just because I have a panic attack or I felt overwhelmed doesn't mean that I'm not qualified or that I am not able or have value to serve someone. Okay. So just because you're not perfect doesn't mean that you aren't um, enough or worthy or a value. Okay. And so I hope that my kind of side note story gives you a little insight as to me being very vulnerable on this journey of what this looked like for me. Like imposter syndrome was hard. Having a panic, panic attack does not make me a fraud, but it made me feel like a fraud at that time. It made me feel like, what in the actual heck am I doing right now? Who do I think I am? I can't do this. But what I realized that it doesn't change my value or the value that I have to offer or the transformations that I can help facilitate in my clients. I am human and you are human, okay? And I want you to remember that because I don't want you to feel like you have to be this perfect person in order to not feel, or let me, let me back up. I don't want you to feel like you have to be the, a perfect person in order to be valuable or to be able to help others or serve others or have that dream come to a fruition that's on your heart or that you aren't starting the business or starting that dream or starting the blog or starting the podcast or starting the book or whatever. You're not starting because you're waiting until you are ready, until things are perfect, until you are perfect. 
if it's on your heart, it's there for a reason and messy action is better than no action. Don't wait till you feel like things are perfect. Don't wait till you feel like you're quote unquote ready because you're always going to be chasing that ready. Okay. It, it makes me think of whenever, um, my husband and I were, um, engaged and thinking about getting married. And my dad used to say, if you're waiting for the perfect time to get ready and you're to get married, if you're waiting for, you know, the time that you're perfectly financially stable, or you have all of your ducks in a row, your X, Y, and Z, whatever, you're never, ever going to actually get married. You just have to pull the trigger. Right. And it's so true. So you don't have to be perfect to be valuable you need to write that and hang it on the wall. Tori, do it. If that's what makes you like, I have my mirror back here and I have a post that says you can do this on my mirror. I see it every day up here in front of me where you can't see, but right here on my wall, I have a, a list of the people who are inside of my membership portal. Um, why? Because when I look at those names, I'm like, ah, yes, I get to pour value into those humans every single month with a new bundle. Well, thank you, Heather. Thank you. I let it dry on its own and then like just, but I did take my extensions out. Maybe that's what you're thinking. My extensions had to go during quarantine. Um, but so I, I put these things around because it helps me keep my focus. You can't see my whole thing, but here I have um, things that, and it's funny because my word for 2020 was focus but it kind of just keeps me grounded. It keeps me centered into um, where I'm going and what my mission is and what my purpose is and what my vision is. So you're right. If you need to put a reminder somewhere, hang it on the wall, put it in your mirror, put it as the background of your phone, whatever it is that you need to do to, to remind yourself that you are valuable and that you don't have to be perfect in order to have value, do it, okay? Because I promise you that imposter syndrome is not going to go away. You're, you're going to have those moments of who am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? It, 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 you're, it's always going to be there because again, every new level or every new thing that you're going to try or every thing that comes up that is new for you in your business or in your life, it's going to feel different because you've never done it before. So you're going to have those feelings that are going to come up inside of you. And that's normal. But if you are grounded so insanely deep into what your true purpose is and knowing that you are put here on this planet for a reason, then those feelings, you can combat those feelings. Okay. So when you're like, who am I to do this? Okay. Well, let me talk about, let me tell myself my truths. Okay. Cause again, those are a collection of feelings. So now let's take my collection of truths and let me tell myself Okay. Let me tell myself why I am worthy of this and why I am not an imposter when it comes to this. So for instance, when I started a podcast, you really thought like, do you think that I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna start this podcast. People are going to listen to it. It's going to be great. No, I was like, who's going to really listen to my podcast. And to be honest with you, I used to be obsessed with looking at the stats and who would be, who was listening and or not who was listening, but how many listens and how many downloads and all these things. And I don't even look at that anymore because why? Like I'm doing it because it's on my heart to serve in that way. And I will continue to do it until I decide not to. And, um, it's just something that I absolutely love to do. 
So I felt like an imposter when I started my podcast, but here we are doing the podcast thing and I don't feel like an imposter anymore because I did it. And I rose to that occasion. I rose to that challenge. I'm, I pushed through those feelings of imposter syndrome. And I said, you know what? Here is my truth. Okay. My truth is, is that I do have value. My truth is, is that I have clients who I am helping um, facilitate transformations in them. I'm helping them push through mental uh, mindset blocks and limiting beliefs. And, and I'm helping them with their boundaries. I'm helping them with their business. I'm helping them elevate to that version of themselves that they want to be or they want to see. Okay. But if I don't remind myself of the things that I know that are true for me, it's easy to, for you, for me to get in. It will be easier for me to get wrapped up in those imposter feelings. Okay. And allow them to feel as though they are truth, but they are not. They are just feelings. So combat those collection of feelings of inadequacy, combat them with your truth. Okay. So questions. Okay. Ebony says, yes, so true. That's what my mama told me about having kids. There will never be a perfect moment. Absolutely. So if you're waiting for the perfect moment to start the business, you're waiting for the perfect moment to, you know, launch that next program or to write the book or start the podcast, like quit waiting for that perfect time. Messy action is better than no action. You're going to hear me say that a hundred million times. I will say it forever. hundred million. Yeah. I will say it forever because it's so, so true. Messy action is way better than no action. Okay. Any questions for me in regards to imposter syndrome, in regards to anything that came up for you, um, in regards to this training today? Thank you so much for choosing to listen to the Mindy Mission podcast. If you will do me a huge favor and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. As always, I will see you in the next episode, same place, same time.